Good morning, all of you on social media and hear my voice. Happy Resurrection Day. My name is Clement Palmer III, and I plan to present weekly topics on the Christian faith. The sole purpose is to save souls. First topic is the resurrection of Jesus. The tomb was empty. This is important because it distinguishes Christianity from all other religions. If you have your Bibles, turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 17, and I read from the New King James Version. And if Christ is not risen, your faith is futile. You are still in your sins. King James Version. And if Christ be not raised, your faith is vain. Ye are yet in your sins. That's why it's important. Why did God the Father send his son Jesus into the world? And what did he accomplish? He accomplished so much. But the reason he came in the world, you may be thinking, is because of death. And you'd be partially right. Death was certainly an enemy to be overcome. But sin is the deeper enemy. Jesus did come to teach ethical principles to exemplify self-sacrifice and love and to free all those in bondage. But the main reason he came was to be the Lamb of God and take away the sin of the world. John the Baptist said it best, who overcomes death by taking away the sin of the world. Mark 15, 34, Jesus' own perception at the ninth hour, Jesus cried out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And breathed his last. And the veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The centurion said, truly this man was the son of God. Now, when did the centurion make this statement? Mark 15, 39 said he stood opposite Jesus. And after Jesus cried out, and breathe his last, he said, truly this man was a son of God. That's important. So we know Jesus died and he was buried in Joseph's tomb. Now the evening had come because it was the preparation day. That is the day before the Sabbath. Joseph of Arimathea, a prominent council member of the Sanhedrin council, who was himself waiting for the kingdom of God. Taking courage, asked Pilate for the body of Jesus. Pilate was surprised to hear that Jesus had already died, but he wanted to verify. He summoned the centurion. He asked him if Jesus had died already. And when he found the answer, he granted the body to Joseph. Now, the crucifixion. The Romans subjected Jesus and all the victims to one of the cruelest forms of execution known to man. Some might say Jesus died from exsanguation, that's bleeding to death. Uh, I believe Jesus died from asphyxiation, from shortness of breath and not getting enough oxygen to his lungs. His feet and wrists were nailed to a cross with arms outstretched while hanging in that position Breathing would become difficult. 
he had nails in his feet and would have to push himself up to breathe. Eventually, the victim would become exhausted and die from asphyxiation. The point is, Pilate was surprised Jesus had already died. No bones in his body were broken. John 1936. I don't know if Pilate knew this. Uh, somebody told Pilate this because people talk, but he was surprised for some reason. Nevertheless, Pilate granted Jesus' body to Joseph. Joseph brought fine linen, took Jesus down and wrapped him in the linen, laid him in a tomb, and rolled a stone against the door of the tomb. Now, Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of Jesus, observed where he was laid. This is important. Now, when the Sabbath passed, Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and Salome brought spices that they might come and anoint Jesus. But very early in the morning, on the first day of the week, they came to the tomb and the sun had risen. They said among themselves, who will roll away the stone from the door of the tomb for us? But when they looked up and saw that the stone had been rolled away, for it was very large. And entering the tomb, they saw a young man clothed in a long white robe, sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. He said to them, do not be alarmed. You seek Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He is risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him, but go and tell his disciples and Peter that he's going before you to Galilee. There you will see him, as he said to you. Then other things happen then. Then Mary Magdalene sees the risen Lord. Jesus appeared to two disciples. Later he appeared to 11 as they sat at the table. He rebuked their unbelief because they did not believe Mary Magdalene, etc. He said, go into the world and preach the gospel to a creature. Now there are several explanations have been developed to explain why Jesus' followers claim that he had risen from the dead. They were trying to knock this, this resurrection story. Some say that the disciples stole Jesus' body so they could claim that he had risen from the dead. That's one. Two, the disciples went to the wrong tomb, found it empty, and assumed Jesus had risen from the dead. Three, the Jews and the Romans moved the body. Four, Joseph of Arimathea moved the body. Five, Jesus didn't really die on the cross, but merely passed out. Six, the disciples had hallucinations. In other words, they did not really see Jesus alive again, but thought they did. Seven, the Jesus' disciples lied. Eight, they told the truth because the resurrection had actually happened. Let's go through these. The accusation that the disciples stole Jesus' body. Remember in Matthew 27, 28, 
the day after the preparation, the chief priests and the Pharisees met with power. They said, sir, we remember that when he, Jesus, was still alive, that deceiver said, after three days, I will rise again. Give us orders for the grave to be made secure until the third day. Otherwise, his disciples may come and steal him away and say to the people, he has risen from the dead. And the last deception will be worse than the first. Pilate said to them, you have a guard. Go make it as, as secure as you know how. And they went and secured the grave along with the guard. They set a seal on the grave. Now the guards report. Some of the guards reported to the chief priests everything that had happened. They, then the chief priests and the elders had a meeting and they devised a plan. They gave them a large sum of money, telling them you are to say his disciples came during the night and stole him while we were asleep. And if this report get to the governor, we will satisfy him and you will be out of trouble. Now, the problem with this theory, the problem with this lie is that the disciples couldn't have known what had happened if they were asleep. Number two, Jesus' grave clothes were in the tomb with the face cloth rolled up. No thieves would have bothered to remove clothes, much less roll them up. Three, no one have arrested or even been investigated for alleged grave robbing. Second story that was made up, the disciples went to the wrong tomb. Jesus follows, found it empty and assumed Jesus had risen from the dead after it was open and empty. The problem with this lie is that Mary Magdalene and another Mary watched J Joseph bury Jesus' body from a distance. That's what we talked about earlier. And another problem is that why didn't the Jewish and Roman authorities just produce the body from the correct tomb and kill the resurrection story? Now, Jesus' followers did more than preach an empty tomb. They insisted that they had seen him well after his crucifixion. They said they talked with him, walked with him, ate with him, saw and touched his wounds. The Apostle Paul revealed that Jesus appeared to Peter and James, to the 12 apostles, and even to 500 people at one time. Another theory, number three, is that Jews of the Romans moved the body. Perhaps for fear that the Jesus' disciples would steal it. So when the disciples went to the tomb and found it empty, they assumed Jesus had risen from the dead. Problem began. They could have produced the body as soon as the Christians began proclaiming the resurrection. Number four, Joseph of Arimathea moved the body. They were saying the Sabbath was approaching when he got Jesus, so he was going to rush and just put him somewhere and then move him later. This theory does not explain why Jesus' followers claimed that he appeared to them alive unless they lied. 
Number five, Jesus did not really die on the cross. Now, this is interesting because no one associated with the event, the Romans, the Jewish leaders, onlookers, doubted that Jesus was dead. Only Pilate questioned it and received confirmation from a Roman centurion because he had died so fast. No ancient document describes uh, Jesus not dying on the cross. This was an invention of the 18th century. Now, if Jesus was simply revived in the tomb, how was he able to roll the heavy stone which blocked the entrance? Okay, so you got past that. How was he able to slip past the guards? Because he would have been arrested, right? And there are so many stories about what happened to his disciples in the years after his death, but none about Jesus dying somewhere else. Number six, the disciples had a hallucination. In other words, they did not really see Jesus alive again, but thought they did. This theory appeals is that it provides an explanation to the disciples' resurrection story and the ascension. But the hallucinations doesn't make sense because there are problems with hallucination. They do not, they do not just happen, and they're usually the result of drug use or mental or physical illness, extreme fatigue or emotional instability. I treat hallucinations. Most hallucinations only involve one of the senses, not several, hearing or sight. Rarely involves multiple senses, like sense of smell, sense of taste, sense of touch. Hallucinations are individualistic. Group hallucinations do not happen. Sort of like group dreams do not happen. Remember now, Jesus appeared to 500 people at one time. All of them have been hallucinating. Jesus appeared to disciples for 40 days. Then he appeared, then the appearances abruptly stopped. Hallucinations do not normally vanish so abruptly. Again, if the resurrection of Jesus was just a hallucination. Why didn't the Jewish leaders or the Roman authorities simply produce the body to discredit the story? Number seven and eight, Jesus' disciples died. Excuse me, Jesus' disciples lied, which we know that's not true. All right, they told the truth because the resurrection happened. Now, most people lie because it seems to them that they will make the situation better. I'm not talking about pathological liars that just lie for no reason, it seems. But I believe most people lie and will lie to avoid death or suffering. But how many people would lie and willing and be willing to suffer for a lie? Remember, Peter denied Jesus. He was fearful. All his followers deserted him when he was arrested, a few women showed up to watch him down the cross. After Jesus' resurrection, he found his disciples hiding from Jewish, 
authorities behind locked doors. Something changed them after the resurrection that gave them courage and determination to preach the gospel. The words of returning writer Dunn Davidson in his book, Beyond Blind Faith, write, despite threats and persecution by the Jewish leaders and the Romans, Jesus' followers were able to spread the new religion like wildfire all over the Roman Empire and beyond. Jesus' followers were changed. Before the crucifixion, they were uncertain and shakable. After the crucifixion, they were certain and unshakable. They were advocates for faith in Jesus, instructing others about his life, his teaching, his death, and resurrection. In conclusion, I'd like to thank God for the disciples and how they changed after the resurrection to tell the story that is alive today to reach you and me. This concludes this video, and I hope that you've heard something that made an impact on your understanding of the revelation. Thank you, and I will see you next week if it's the Lord's will. Thank you.